The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. As Rangers Football Club pay their own tribute to the late great Walter Smith OBE with the service today at Glasgow Cathedral. The club itself, the entire first team and invited guests were there to say farewell to the man who led Rangers to 21 major titles, cups and some of the greatest ever days in the history of Rangers Football Club. Just a mile or so from here at the station, some people were lining the route. It was very respectful though. A few weeks ago, people were there when the family paid the actual tribute and the funeral for Walter and they went past Ibrox then. There were thousands of people on the street. But today, many people in Glasgow saying farewell to Walter Smith. And it came 24 hours after the 17th Rangers manager was officially announced. We told you on Wednesday night it looked to be on the cards and so indeed it is. It's going to be Giovanni van Bronckhurst and Barry, you know him as well as anyone. He was your next door neighbour in Hamilton, not to mention your teammate. Yeah, we had um, an excellent time. Obviously a good partnership in the middle of the pitch for, for Rangers. Uh, we went on to bigger and better things in terms of um, going down to England to play with Arsenal then obviously on to Barcelona and become a Champions League um, winner and I think it's a wise appointment by Rangers um, Giovanni obviously has, has good managerial credentials doing really well at Firenood um, play a similar sort of style to what Rangers played under Steven Gerrard um, so a good appointment by Rangers and hopefully Gio comes over and has a successful time He'll be in town. He's flown in today, we believe, Mark. But he won't be on duty as such on uh, Sunday at the match in the Cup. He'll be in the stand. And is he putting his backroom team together? What's the latest tonight? Well, it appears to be Roy Mackay um, will uh, join him. He's confirmed as his, his right-hand man. There, there is still... Uh, um, a move to try and uh, bring in somebody with more sort of local knowledge is right that's, that's been attached to the club something we spoke about in the show before that could be a constant because Rangers have been left a bit in the lurch with Stephen Gerrard up in sticks and taking all the backroom staff with him so it means that David McCallum and Jermaine Defoe are in charge for Sunday but uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will uh, oversee it and then he'll start properly Monday stroke Tuesday so when he starts the club he could be inheriting a League Cup final place he will inherit a team top of the league four points ahead um, of Celtic and he'll, he'll inherit a, a team that perhaps just with a victory on Thursday night against Sparta Prague will guarantee European football after Christmas so he's walking into a position that you know is, is more than decent that's for sure you're basically saying Stephen Gerrard has left the ship in pretty good condition what do you think of uh, the manager Van Pronkhorst do you know him do you remember him as a player he course, on, we yeah. all know the story to yeah. Arsenal to Barcelona yeah. he's won everything in the game a World Cup finalist as well with Holland captain of the country yeah. indeed he won uh, in Holland with uh, Feyenoord he won the Eredivisie yeah. the commentators love saying it's the <laughs> Dutch title uh, what do you think I think of the, the realistic candidates that Rangers could have got uh, for the job, I, I think he's the best one. I think he's the best one um, for the job. Um, but there's pressure, Paul, to go and win the league. Now, there's always pressure on Rangers managers, always pressure on Celtic managers. But like I've just said there, he's inherited a team at top of the league, four points ahead. There's an expectancy to go and retain the title, to do the back-to-back -back titles. There's an expectancy to go and do that. And Giovanni will know that. 
he's played at pressure all his life from when he joined Rangers right through to Arsenal then to the pressure at Barcelona and the pressure and the level of expectancy at the Dutch national team so he knows he has to hit the ground running between now and the winter break Paul it is relentless weekend Sunday Thursday Saturday, Wednesday it is non-stop between now and January 2nd obviously that finishes off at Celtic Park a game against Celtic so he knows what he's got to do he'll be up for the challenge what we don't know but Giovanni will know is what he's allowed to do and not do in January You know what is the movement going to be like because he'll want to bring in one or two of his own players for sure there'll be interest in one or two Rangers players for sure I think now the prized asset at Rangers um, is Nathan Patterson mm. I think he is at this moment in time he is a player who would command the highest transfer fee and I include Alfredo Morelos Ryan and Ryan Kent, Kent. yeah include them More and I think Ryan right Kent. now yes yeah. Patterson is their main man and I think he's the one and if you're if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Paul for example if he has to create his own funds and I don't know if he does but if he does have to create his own funds to, to, to wheel and deal a bit in January he might say do you know what I'll stick with the experience of Tavernier and he might be willing to let Patterson go. Now, long term, you don't want that. But Van Bronckhorst can't think long term. He's thinking about the next six months because he has to win the title. That's the level of pressure on him as Rangers manager. Barry, what kind of neighbour was he? And what's he going to be like as a, very a manager? Quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. Um, kept himself to himself. Very reserved character. Um, when he crossed that white line, he was a warrior. And one thing about him, look, he wasn't the biggest, slightly built, but I tell you what, he, he got fired into tackles. But... He was a real good football player. Uh, could get about the pitch, could handle the ball, and could score um, a goal. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that he went he went on to move to bigger leagues because um, that's always what happens in Scotland. If you do well, the bigger teams from bigger leagues come in and try and get you, and that's what Giovanni went on to do. Went down to Arsenal under Wenger, then on to obviously Barcelona, who are one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, so, yep, listen, he was um, he was very quiet in the dressing room. Sometimes after, uh, during games at half time when you're not playing well, you know what it's like. Some have a bit of a ding dong. Giovanni um, sat back and, and just let us um, go on with it. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. You always look out for ex players to see how they do in, in management. And listen, he had a real successful time. Um, had a, a stint in China that didn't go according to plan. Um, but I'm with Mark. I think Rangers have made the, the right appointment. He knows the club he was here for three seasons he knows the demands he knows the pressures but he'll know he'll need to go off to a, a real good start and that will be against Sparta Prague Rangers fans what do you think 08, 08 17 17 700 great show last night it broke we gave it just before 5 around uh, 20 to 5 yesterday and then Rob was on with it and uh, Oz was on Craig Moore who uh, he knows Giovanni as well played alongside him who'll be the voice in the dressing room then because he's obviously really highly intelligent he's a thinker in the game maybe a bit more vocal than he was when he was a player at Rangers but who'll be do you think the voice of the management in the dressing room well, I'm, I'm sure that's something he want to do with his management team. Um, as, you, as I said, he's reserved. Um, he might be different. Mm. Look, I've yep. not seen him in a dressing room when he's been been the manager. Um, but what, one thing I will say is, he's the type of player when you were on the pitch, he wanted in the, the trenches with you because you knew he was he would fight for everything. Um, and we just need to wait and see. Hopefully that's one of the guys that he's brought in on his staff who's maybe the vocal one. But Giovanni, one thing about him is he was an intelligent football player and I'm sure he's took that into his management. 
Mark, it's uh, it's not a baptism of fire. It could be great for him. He's not actually in the dugout. But it's a huge game for Rangers because in the Stephen Gerrard era, I mean, he'll be always remembered for winning the title and yeah. stopping the 10 at yeah. Celtic. Yeah. Didn't win a cup. Yeah. And uh, they're desperate to win this, aren't they? Because what a gift yeah. that is to the fans, to the club. It could be a Christmas gift if it takes you to the cup final. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance for Giovanni van Bronckhurst um, to get his first trophy in, in the cabinet uh, within five weeks of becoming the manager. There's a chance for Ange Postecoglou to get a trophy in the cabinet within six months of being the Celtic manager there's a chance for Callum Davidson to retain the League Cup and have his third trophy you know, there's a chance for Jack Ross who needs a big one as well to go and get uh, win a trophy so it's all there for the four of them um, you know, I think in his backroom staff he's got Roy McKay but he does want Jean-Paul Van Gastel who he's had beside him uh, who's currently out in, in uh, China with Hanzhou uh, City so um, that's one to keep a, an eye on he might need to wait a wee bit to get him but he's certainly a guy that, that he trusts and enjoys uh, working with and brings a lot to the, to the table but for the Rangers team Paul spoke a few minutes ago about what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has inherited and it's a good situation but what he's not inherited is a Rangers team that's got zip and consistency we all agree that it's been lacking a wee bit for whatever reason there's just been things lacking compared to last season but now I expect to see a bounce in that Rangers team on Sunday afternoon because players know now if any player was in a comfort zone not anymore mm -hmm. because it's a new manager and they have to show the right reaction I mean Barry you've been through it from Walter Smith to Dick Advocat to Alec McLeish mm -hmm. or a new Scotland manager you've got to up your game a wee bit haven't you just to go and show that you're worthy of, a, of being involved as a starting player yep exactly and he'll be in the stand on Sunday mm -hmm. at Hamden um, so this is an opportunity for these players to go and show they want to be part of Giovanni's team going going forward. The, the good thing about about Gio is normally when you take a job, the team are struggling, they're, they're down the league a bit. But he's coming in. Rangers are four points clear. They're in a semi final, a cup with a real good opportunity to get into a final. They're still in Europe. And for me, Stephen Gerrard's left a talented group of players. Um, so there's not much work he needs to do. He just needs to get in and get them firing again. Because we've been sp speaking about it all season. Rangers haven't hit top for them but they're still top of the league Paul they're still in um, all competitions so that's great for Gio it's a great point you make it's not often that managers go when they're top of the tree oh look back February 2019 it's a guy called Brendan Rodgers it happened at Celtic but it is unusual isn't it normally yeah. it's the clubs who say to the manager thank you so much Terminado cheerio but uh, in Brendan <laughs> Rodgers I know Terminado was you know he wanted he decided yeah. for, to go from Celtic and Stephen Gerrard it's Neil similar Lennon, isn't it Neil Lennon done yeah. he never changed anything he just let it flow because Celtic were playing a certain way they were steamrolling teams Neil Lennon come in and just let it go at the end of the season um, and I'm sure Gio won't make too many changes because it's a similar style that he played over in, in Holland with Feyenoord to what Rangers play sure. There's not the usual manager's interview today, but Ross Wilson was speaking, the director of football, and uh, he spoke about when GVB is going to be here. He will be in the dugout soon. He won't be in the dugout at Hamden, but we expect him to be at the game. He's excited for the game, I know that already. I spoke to him a few times. I think for two reasons. One, it's a semi-final. Two, he's, he's joining Rangers and he's excited for that. But three, he knows what the Rangers fans are like and he, he knows that they'll be 100% and more behind the club. He'll be with us very soon. We'll see him in Glasgow very soon. And he'll be, he'll be in the dugout very soon, albeit not on Sunday. The club overall have moved quickly. 
haven't they, Mark? Because the Celtic thing yeah. was dragged out over the summer. I know it's a different situation here. Um, Neil Lennon was leaving for a long time, many Celtic fans. This time last year, there were protests outside the front door at Celtic. But for Rangers, they've moved quickly here. They talked about uh, a succession plan that was in play. We want to be a, a modern, forward-thinking football club. And we, we've got to be prepared. I'm not only talking about the, the Rangers manager's position here. We've got to be prepared in a number of positions. We've got to know where talented people are who might join us on our journey in the future. So for sure being prepared is important. We certainly weren't going to move recklessly and we certainly weren't going to just appoint someone for the sake of it. They said that uh, he wasn't necessarily the obvious candidate. I don't think I would say he was the obvious candidate. I think we've gone into a process here and throughout that process he's made it abundantly clear that he's a, he's a great fit for Rangers. Obviously someone that knows the club, which wasn't a prerequisite for the job, I've got to say that. Um, but the fact he does know the club, he's excited about Rangers, he knows the squad, he's excited about the squad. He's proven himself already as a young coach with some fantastic work at Feyenoord. He's someone that wants to coach the players, he wants to improve the players, he wants to work with the team every day. He's a fantastic person as well, uh, a real value fit to Rangers. Of course, our supporters know him and know him well, but there were so many things, opportunities for young players, belief in young players, and he definitely feels like someone that's, that's aligned to us and we're... Really looking forward to welcome them to, to join us soon. Mark, what do you make of it? They have moved quickly. They've yeah. got the manager in in a week. Well, they've moved quickly. They've got a manager within a week, which is great. And they've got a good manager in within a week. But now they've got to get him in the dugout. So it was interesting that Ross Wilson said, yeah, he won't be in the dugout on Sunday, which is fine. But he didn't give any cast and guarantees it'll be in the dugout on Thursday night. So whatever works to be done, it's got to be done quick. Because it's fine, yeah, getting your manager. But... You need him in the dugout. That's what he's worked on. That's what he earns his, his living. That's what he can make uh, the impact. So Rangers, whatever it is, whatever barriers need to, to to get through, they need to get that done. The administration team needs to get that done um, quickly so that he can be in the dugout. It's a massive game on Thursday night, Paul, uh, in Europe. 50,000 at Ibrox. They need Giovanni Van Bronckhurst fully on board and right at his work. Barry, do you think the club, well, they obviously have moved quickly on this. Do you think that they did have that succession planning? Because nobody thought two, two weeks ago that Stephen Gerrard wouldn't be here. No, they, they all thought he was, he was he was staying until the... Well, I clearly thought he was going to stay and I think the vast majority of Rangers fans thought Gerrard was going to stay. But listen, he made a decision. Um, I, I just thought when um, Stephen Gerrard left, Giovanni was an obvious choice, out of job, has the experience... He's sampling what Rangers is all about. He has the experience in managing at a decent sized club in Holland. Um, won the title, took it off Ajax and PSV. So I think he was the, the obvious choice. I know Rangers did interview um, a number of candidates, but for me, when I heard Giovanni's name getting mentioned on Thursday, I thought it was a no-brainer. Do I look happy? Don't ask me silly questions. That'll go down uh, along with... I hear Brendan Rodgers was on duty at Leicester saying, you know, I'm only focused on Chelsea. Not the job, the next game against Chelsea this weekend. Can we, you know, if the managers say this, I think from a journalist's point of view, the journalist has to ask these questions. Yeah. And good on Emma Dodds asking that yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, you know, Emma Dodds, anybody else, they've got jobs to do and managers won't always like it. But what there's got to be is, there's, there's got to be a respect... Uh, and a mutual understanding that yeah. I've got to ask the question but you can answer the question in any way you want I can't force you to answer the question the way I want you to answer it or the way the supporters might want you to answer it so Paul one thing you always tell whether it's managers or players that they know when you, when you and you know and I know and Barry 
when you boil it all down and strip it back, the question's not important because you can evade the question if you want to. The answer's important. But really, when you strip it back, the question's not important because you can boom, you can bat it away, but you don't need to be disrespectful when you're doing it. Um, that's that's the, the key. It's getting that, that balance right. Um, but just moving on, I think Stephen Gerrard's gone for Brendan Rodgers, Paul. I think we knew for four or five months it was just a matter um, of time when it was going to happen. For Stephen Gerrard, when he made the comments about not having any money to spend in the last two windows, that's when you know there's, there's, there's frustration there. And the only thing that was missing was him popping up in the Monday night football beside Jamie Carricker and, and, and advertising his skills on uh, on Sky Sports. That's when you know you know things are starting to, to, to move along. So Aston Villa were the ones that came in for him, made their move. They've got their man... But uh, it's about Giovanni von Bronckhorst now. Mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard is history. He's won a title very important in Rangers history. But it's now what happens in the next six months, not what happened in the past six months. Barry Ferguson, are you excited about the new era under Giovanni van Bronckhorst? Yeah, listen, obviously I, I want him to do well because uh, um, I know him, obviously, a good partnership. And, and as I said, I do think it's a good fit for Rangers. People need to now forget about Steven Gerrard, as Mark's just said. That's in the past. Done brilliant. You could see the difference he made over a three and a half year period. He was he was at Ibrooks, but now it's a new era and they need to get behind uh, Gio. But Gio, I'm with Mark. He needs to get in the dugout, dugout as quickly as possible. Um, look, he'll be in the stand watching the game on Sunday. I don't think the Rangers players would need any motivation because, listen, they've been put out two quarterfinals last season. So they just need to go out and do a job, but he needs to be in the dugout for next Thursday night because that's an important game as well. But the rest of the season is so important for Gio to make sure he gets off to a flyer. Going to ask you more about that and hear more from you. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Friday night, the weekend starts here. It's the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. We're on on Sunday. We'll be there as Giovanni Van Bronckhurst takes over as Rangers manager. I say takes over. It's going to be the four others who will be in charge on Sunday for the match against Hibs. Before that, Celtic up against the cup holders St Johnson and we're looking forward to that also tomorrow afternoon a 5.15 isn't it Kickoff time for telly Barry it's always trying to keep up to date you've also got a big match tomorrow as well uh, Aloha against Dumbarton yep um, all games are big Paul yep. um, in your league you just need to look at the results um, so as soon as we, we finish your game I'm sure some of the guys um, and the team who are Celtic fans will be desperate to to watch the game and I'll be watching it myself because I think it's going to be a good game listen you've got to give St Johnson huge amount of respect double winners last season and I don't think it's going to be as easy as people are making out for Celtic um, you know how Callum Davison operates right good manager tactically he's always spot on so I think it could be a tough game for Celtic tomorrow I'm not sure who is thinking it is going to be easy certainly not the manager Ange Postacoglu yeah, look uh, you're right I mean they had a fantastic season last year they won two trophies and you know they showed that in these big games they're, they're up to the task you know they're not going to fear anyone and um, you know, from our perspective we're, we're expecting a tough challenge uh, but to be fair, Herbie, you're playing a semi-final of a, of, of a tournament. You know it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a, an arm wrestle. Um, it's going to be competitive. Um, you know, there's going to be some nervousness on both sides. So I think a, a typical cup game where I think both sides will, will put their best foot forward. And, and from our perspective, it's just about making sure we, we play our football as we have been. We've, we've been in good form, um, home, away, in all competitions over the last sort of period. So... 
we're entering another busy time and to, to keep momentum going, there's no better way to start than, than to win a semi-final of a tournament. Could we summarise that, Mark, saying it's Aussie rules in this game? Yeah, I mean, um, for St Johnston, Stevie May and uh, Glenn Middleton missing through through injury, which is uh, which is a blow. Um, but for Celtic, uh, I think they're doing well, Paul. I think they're playing well. You know, middle to front, they are um, pretty special. Um, and uh, you know the big pitch at Hamden tomorrow might may well suit them. But that said, they're against a, a St Johnson team that love Hamden. They've played there four times in twenty. 21 and won uh, four times but uh, Celtic I think had a wee bit of a sort of hand in, hand in hoodoo maybe a few years ago never really played particularly well at Hamden but you think of the semi-finals and the finals that they had to win at Hamden to do the quadruple treble um, they're over that um, and they've got a manager that, that knows his stuff but I think both semi-finals are brilliant and going to be very close we've not mentioned Hibs again uh, yet we tonight. will we will yeah. but Everything that's going on this week will be suiting Hibs down to the ground. Jack Ross and his players just under the radar, all the focus um, on Rangers and the new manager and the circumstances. But let's not forget, OK, Hibs have lost four or five games in a row, but they are a talented team. They are well within their capabilities to go and win on Sunday against Rangers, just as St Johnston can certainly win the game against Celtic tomorrow. They certainly can. Barry, what about the St Johnston team you mentioned? What about Celtic? Uh, they've... They've lit up the league, haven't they? You know, the challenge on Rangers, it's back on. Hearts are in there as well. Uh, people have spoken about the newcomers up front. They are so strong. You've been looking forward to watching this game at the weekend. Yeah, that's, you just mentioned that the, the front three um, have been exceptional for mm. Celtic this year. Um, I'm, I'm sure Callum Davison will be eager. The, the team sheet's going an hour and a half to see if Kyogo's going to play through the middle of the end. Playing through the middle, I think Callum Davidson will be a, a happy manager, but I can't see that happening. He needs to keep the three quiet. Certainly Kyogo and, and Jota. Jota's um, been flying um, just before the international break. So, look, the, the good thing about St. Johnson is they've got the experience now. They're playing at Hamden. Mm-hmm. When they're under a bit of pressure, they can handle that. The, the, it's virtually the same team. I know there's a few newcomers. Um, so, it's going to be a, a tough one. I think they'll come, they'll, they'll try and frustrate Celtic. Um, so it's up to the front three Celtic to come up with a bit of magic. Their captain's been in top form, hasn't he? Callum McGregor did well for Scotland yes. as well. He's, uh, do you know what? He's Again, I think he's been up a level since yeah. taking over the captaincy from Scott Brown. Um, he's took that reso- uh, responsibility on his shoulders very well and his performances have been uh, top class for Celtic and Scotland um, a lot of people tend to as we go on about Billy Gilmore but I think the last couple like the double header mm. Callum McGregor was exceptional against Moldova and Denmark he knows they're going to have to be bang at it in the match tomorrow you know a really positive week with the national team uh, two big results and obviously then we'll, we'll await the, the draw next week um, but like you said full of positivity but you know the main thing is now we're, we're back at club duty the boys have had a couple of good weeks training and obviously we just come in and and add to that as well, add to the positivity that's that's been around the place here as well. So, you know, we, we know it's a couple of big months coming up for us um, domestically and, you know, we, we, need to, uh, we need to be bang at it. Here's the squad update from the manager. Yeah, all 
clean bill of health, so no uh, no issues coming out of that. They all got back uh, relatively in in, uh, in good time as well. Uh, the last uh, the arrivals was Kyogo and Welsh. was the last one who played a game, but all good. Aside from that, um, Tommy and Carl still working, uh, you know, through their rehab. Still got training tomorrow, but touch and go for Saturday. Uh, unlikely, more than likely. And the only other one is Jacko Marcus, who um, he got a knock on his knee in the Dundee game. You know, he played on, but he just wasn't feeling right afterwards. And, um, you know, we got it checked out. Nothing serious, but, yeah, it's put him out for probably a couple of weeks. We've already sort of had a week of that. So hopefully uh, he's not too far away. Mark? I, I was just going to say, I think Callum McGregor, uh, Paul, for me, for Celtic and, and, and including Scotland, but, but club football so far, uh, I think he's been the most consistent player in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this season and I include Kyogo or, or anybody else in that I think Callum McGregor has really stepped up and he's a man that, that makes um, Celtic tick and if Celtic are to get a, a positive result tomorrow they're going to need Callum McGregor right on it in the middle of the park Barry, I want to disagree yeah. with that but I can't um, <laughs> he, he has he's, uh, listen I just as I said he's took the responsibility and it is a lot listen see when you, you get that armband there's a lot of pressures that come with that and it's, I was interested to see how he would handle that and I think he's handled it brilliantly um, and his form has been exceptional uh, not just for Celtic as I said for Scotland as well How much different is it when you become the captain of one you of the big two? You carry it everywhere Paul yeah. You carry it not just in the club when you're out mm. and about um, whether at the, the shops you're walking about because you're going to get people saying some good things some people saying some bad things to you it's how you respond to that so it'll be a bit different I'm sure he's used to it um, but listen he, it's a lot of responsibility but listen it's a brilliant responsibility to have when you're captain of a, a big club and he wants to get to a final as captain he's speaking again Callum McGregor yeah of course listen you, you win any trophy at any time then it's it's massive for the group like you said a lot of new players new manager everybody coming together you know, to try and cement that with a bit of success and a bit of silverware, then, you know, then that makes it mean something um, in terms of your, your progression as a team. But, you know, we we can't speak about trying to win it already. We, we, you know, we know we have a, a really tough game at the weekend. Um, our first objective is to get to the final. And then, you know, we'll look at it for there, but we know we're going to be up against a tough side at the weekend. You said some people will take St. Johnson for granted. I know you're not, Barry, but do you expect Celtic to win? Yeah, I I expect Celtic to win, but I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think it is. You've got to give St. Johnson respect, not just for what they've done last season. I know they've not had the the best of starts, um, but Callum Davison knows the game. He's got some really good players there. um, And he'll set up a certain way to, to try and frustrate. That's what you... If you go head to head with Celtic, Celtic will run over the top of you. So he's got to come up with a game plan and I'm sure Callum will come up with a game plan to try and frustrate them. And then as long longer the game goes on, then maybe they might have an opportunity. But for me, if you're asking me who's going to, who I think is going to win the game, I've got to say Celtic. St. Johnson's slow starters for whatever reason the last couple of years. But Mark, you had a stat there. That was four times at Hamden last season and four victories. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, it is. And, and I think maybe only conceded one goal Mm-hmm. in the four games three three clean sheets mm-hmm. Sean Rooney scored the two winners two, two uh, headers the cup fix. so they've got good players you know, uh, you know they all look at, at Celtic and try to get at them you know, there's maybe still a vulnerability for Celtic um, defending uh, set pieces although it's not as, as much obviously as last season but if you've got Michael Halloran on form Chris Kane 
uh, on form Craig Bryson David Wallerspoon there's plenty of experience Liam Craig there's good experience in there and, and I think a positive for St Johnston is having the, the skipper back Liam Gordon the new skipper who's taken over from Jason Kerr he's a, a wonderful communicator on the pitch you know he, he really organised as well and they've got a goalkeeper who must be on a high of just coming back from that uh, Scotland set up uh, as well being involved uh, at the games against Moldova and a new contract maybe um, as well I read yeah. about it yeah. well certainly yeah mm-hmm. the, um, you know the the club want Xander uh, Clark to stay and uh, I no wonder because he is a uh, he is in the Scotland squad on merit. Come back to that shortly. Yeah, Callum will be desperate to keep him. Won't he? Yep, I, I'm, I don't be surprised if there's their clubs interested in, in Big Xander. He's the on-form keeper in the country just now, isn't he? Yes, he listen, he's carried his form yep. on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people went on about the back three and Ali McCann in the middle of the pitch, but Xander was was a big influence in that, that double last season and he's carried his form on. Um, and brilliant to see that he got the, the call-up. So Callum, mm-hmm. I, I think I read that they've made him the best offer they can so it'll be interesting to see whether he signs it or not Okay, let's go on the line somebody who hopes he doesn't have a good game tomorrow is Jamie Celtic fan on the line from Airdrie hi Jamie good evening hi hi Jamie I've just won I've just won the Ravari's everything Jordan can't for the water he seems to he seems to be praising St. Johnston Hill, so I just wonder if your Majesty wear a St. Johnston car for the water, you know. Jamie, Jamie, I've got to praise him because I've got a boy on loan for St. Johnston. <laughs> if I don't praise him, Callum Davison will take him back. <laughs> you don't, want, you don't want that to happen, Jamie, do you? He's also just tipped Celtic to win, but... Come on, Jamie, I've yeah. got Charlie Gilman, he's a good player, I want to keep him for the rest of the season. <laughs> see, see, obviously, he's confounded... Because obviously we've heard a lot about Brian Broncos this week. Well, I'm going to come on and speak about our manager because I heard Mark Greedy talk about 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. saying that Van Broncos could win a trophy. Well, it's just as important for Hans Postacoglu to win a trophy as far as we're concerned. And as far as the league's concerned as well, we're no hearing for this thing. There you are as a challenge, Mark. That's right, Jamie, you're right. I did say I said there's a chance for for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to potentially win a cup inside five weeks and also for Ange Postacoglu to win a cup inside six months. So I did name check and was right up to date with the situation in terms of Ange Postacoglu, Jamie. So I don't know if it's selective hearing or you just wanted to come on and have a pop. But I did mention your manager. The four managers also mentioned Jack Ross and Callum Davis. And that's why I think um, two brilliant semi-finals are going to showcase our game in Scotland live on the telly. There'll be brilliant crowds inside Hamden tomorrow night and on Sunday afternoon. Yep, Jamie, you're going to be there then tomorrow. What do you think of Celtic? Are you going to miss Tommy Rogic? He's been good. And I take it you want to see Kyogo through the middle. Can it be any other way? Definitely, Paul. Kyogo's going to get through the middle. In fact, I'm getting one of these different bandanas do for the legacy Kyogo. We're in the park. See one of these different bandanas that you put on your head. I might be going one of these new suits. Quite good, that way. You are you're following your club and you're supporting uh, Furuhashi much loved uh, what's your scoreline tomorrow what do you reckon I think we'll win 3-0 3-0 well Barry you said you think Celtic will win I think Celtic will win I don't think it will be what Jamie says 3-0 I'll go for maybe a a 2-1 I think it will be close I I do Mm -hmm. I think St John's will come 
Jamie, I think they'll come with a game plan and try and frustrate. That's what you, you've got to do against Celtic. You've got to be respectful of, of what St. Johnson and Callum Davison have done over the past season or so. Um, but I think Celtic will win. And set pieces, the specialties at that, aren't they, St. Johnson? Yeah, that's yeah. that's something I'm sure Callum Davison yep. will be targeting. Um, set pieces, I'm, I'm sure, all this week in the build-up to the game. That's something they'll be doing on the training ground. Because I still oh. think Celtic defensively are vulnerable going forward they're always going to create chances and, and score goals Celtic Jamie your final point well Paul can I wait also maybe uh, this is this is a lack of six months for Ange Buster Coglu yeah, sure because we we we've seen tickets we they talk about Rangers what even the league will we've no came here we lost the league by 25 points last season so it's very important for us to drive wood after we had a national break because we were playing some great hammer mm-hmm. before we had a national break here. And I just hope we continue to go. I just hope we continue to after we had a national break. Yeah, well, he was manager of the month in October. The only mistake was uh, the Livingston game, Mark, wasn't it? When he he, he dropped Kyogo, and that's yeah. the only ju- uh, points that they they dropped. But everyone knows it's huge for him. I thought he had a great answer when he was asked about the AGM, and he said, "Look, we I face an AGM every game. You know, yeah. managers uh, AGMs are interesting at the time. That's what you do in the pitch, and managers face the media, yeah. the fans all the time, Mark. Well, I, I think you know I, I can remember my. My comments when Ange Postecoglou was appointed, you know, you know, from from very early on, and I based a lot of it on on Craig Moore's insight to him, and I respect Craig, and he's very very fair. You know, um, it doesn't matter what side of the of defence it is. Craig will give a, an honest assessment um, on people, which he's great at. And uh, I thought, well, listening to his first couple of pressers, how he dealt with the media, I did. I said, I don't know how this guy is going to be as a manager. No idea, but. I like the cut of his jib. I like the way he represents himself. I like the way he represents Celtic. And he's the kind of guy that I'd, I'd like to go and have a pint with. I, I think he's the kind of guy that would enjoy um, his company. And he's now, you know, five, six months on. We can see what he's about as a coach and a manager. He's clearly got something. That's for sure. He's got Celtic playing attractive football. Not the finished article. Long way to go. But they're certainly heading in the right direction. And when you consider what he inherited in late June, it was chaotic absolutely chaotic and he's you know he's now starting to, to turn that around and all that Celtic wanted this season the Celtic supporters was to give Rangers a run for the money and obviously win the title but they needed to show progress and what we do know now is we definitely have a title race on which is great for Scottish football because you want to see it neck and neck every week we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Jamie, thanks for your call. Enjoy the game tomorrow. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Down south today, I see for the Bobby Moore Fund. It's where your favourite football team strips. So earlier on, it was mentioned that Barry, have you got a St. Johnson tartan on? Jamie was saying, no, I can reveal he's not. Mark, I'll tell you later. And uh, Chris, you've got one of the Scotland tops on, as always. It's not the same one every day. Which one are we going for tonight? Uh, I can't remember the year, but it's the one. See the the from France, Faddy. Yes. Go the Scotland cross on there. Yep, I like it. Terrific. What, what strip you, you going? It's a bit big for you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Cohen had an Arsenal strip on this morning from a cup final. It was massive. He said he's lost so much uh, weight see, since see then. When you actually, yep. actually look back, 
At the size of the strips. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing, oh. isn't it? Yeah. How was your goalkeeping strip from St Mirren? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was back in the era. It was Willie Polinex that you nonsense that you put on. Oh, dear. Thank no, you for the traffic there. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show with the taxi centre. I'm yep. just picturing you. Yeah, I'd love to see you in a full kit. <laughs> Do you know I was the goalkeeper at the primary school? Can you imagine? <laughs> we played up at Hill House. Uh, tricky yeah. winger. That, I tricky. was then afterwards, but I was this primary goalkeeper. <laughs> Could you be goalkeeper? But it was five foot two or something at that age. But there we are. Your heels on. That, oh, very good. Thank you. That was an old Alec McLeish line when I was interviewing Van Hoydonk on the telly. Oh, Jim White goes, oh, yeah, bit of a height difference there. And Alec McLeish, good on him, said, to be fair, uh, Van Hoydonk's got his studs on. <laughs> he was about 6'5, wasn't he? Yep. Like Decent yeah. player. That's as a Dutchman comes in, yes, he made us back. Van Bronckhorst yep. as well. They yep. were all yep. international. Um, you might have been at the game doing when we played Fire they scored the two free kicks I was there in the Coupe yep I was there yeah. that night Alec McLeish yeah. um, they, went, they went on to win it beat Borussia Dortmund mm. in the final that year final and I, and I went it to was the, a brilliant game the final. I, I, honestly brilliant. Couldn't, I couldn't even look at him after the game and it was a really? young Robin yeah. Van Persie as well when the final that's team. right mm-hmm. it was because indeed. Van Persie yeah. and Van Hoydonk used to fight over who was taking the free kick and they still don't I don't think they still don't like each other <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be box office for Scotland uh, nobody wanted to see Stephen Gerrard leave a neutral mm. if there's such a thing but is it for the profile of the game as England gets another it's £2 million over six years from American TV that's what they're getting Mark £2 million uh, £2 billion announced today so we want it to be box office Gerard against Rogers box office Gerard Lennon was still big news um, it's now Gerard's gone Van Bronckhorst against uh, Postacoglu does it make any difference? It's it's always box. So I, 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 you know, I agree. I know, you know, Rangers and, and other clubs have had comments um, recently about you know probably not selling the game as well as we should. I'm not saying it's an easy task, Paul, to go and sell Scottish football for the SPFL and the SFA, but I do think there's there's more to be had. Um, I do think that we were probably uh, maybe too kind around the, the the negotiating table. So Celtic and Rangers as box office, I think. Yeah, the, the managers in the dugout can add a wee bit of spice to it. Obviously, when it was Rogers and it was Stephen Gerrard, you know, you're, you're, you're up a notch. But in terms of this country, it'll always be box office. It'll always be massive. And that's why Sky TV takes Scottish football. But I do think, I do think we can get more and I do think we're entitled to more. Barry, the two managers, box office? Yeah, listen, I, I think it depends how the, what brand of football Postacoglu plays, which we've watched this season and it's a good brand it's an exciting brand um, obviously Gio coming in I've watched a number of the, the games the highlights he's firing the team and that was a real attack minded brand of football um, so it's, it's exciting times I, I think we've got I, I like your game up here I, I don't think we talk it up enough mm-hmm. I think we've got some real good players some good teams um, and I enjoy I've always said it Paul if you've got a Scottish game on a Premier League game and an English Premier League game, I'll always watch a Scottish game. Mm. Not just from not just because I'm from Scotland. It's more exciting for me. There's some great football, isn't there, Mark? You yeah. see a lot of football. Yeah. Um do you think we undervalue it? I think we do, yeah. yeah. I, I think we could I think there's a there's an appreciation from within our own country about what we have and the and the product that we have and it's competitive. Uh, and by the way, not just in a in a the SPFL Premiership right down the divisions I think we've got a great championship we've got a great uh, League 1 that Barry's in and, and, and League 2 um, as well so we've got a good game we've got a pyramid system in place now which was, was long overdue but I think we are entitled to more um, money 
you know, I think we could. And I'm not saying there's not. I'm not saying it's a lack of effort, but you know, for me, like we don't have a sponsor for the Scottish Cup. We should have oh, big businesses fighting to get a hold of the Scottish Cup. You know, the history of that competition, the exposure that you get. You know, we things like that where you think, okay, let let's go out and let's go out and make this happen. Let's go out and sell a product. Let's market a product a bit better. I, I think we can do that. Um, and, and I hope in the next round of talks with, with television and sponsors um, that, that we can squeeze um, a bit more because we've got a lot to shout about Paul we probably don't shout see, loud enough see in terms of your game up here I'm not saying we're littered with top class players but we've got a lot of good players and I, I, I think we, we underestimate it at times um, I, I enjoy as I said I think there's some real good managers as well I'm not just talking about Rangers and Celtic I'm looking at Look at the job Robbie Nielsen's doing at Hearts this season, promoted, flying high near the top of the league. Jack Ross, good manager, Callum Davison, double winner. Um, so I don't think we talk it up enough. We don't. And the international team, Mark, when you were last with us know. on Monday yeah. night, you yeah. left the studio, you went to the game. I did. Wasn't it fantastic? Oh, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah. You know, I think we were talking off air. Barry was talking about getting yeah. a saucy supper. I packed the car. I got a king rib supper. Walked into Hamden. Had a brilliant seat just behind Alan McCoy, Ian Crocker. Uh, where they were doing the, the commentary for Sky and Paul I thoroughly enjoyed it it was entertained entertained and you know it was funny because they kept thinking about Willie's stories before it and and, and, yep. and uh, Bertie Hall would talk about jocks do you want entertain and John Gagan tells those stories brilliantly in his after dinner stuff and he compares it to, to his Alan McGrawton and, yep. and I thought I kept thinking of Bertie Hall I thought tonight as a Scotland fan being at the game we were entertained and every one of those players and the manager absolutely brilliant and credit to them incredible and brilliant performance best in a long long time but I, I think you see that coming you see the confidence as we, we were in the studio watching the game on Monday real prof yeah. uh, professional performance good performance but everybody who was on that pitch played at the top of their game on Monday and I'm not buying into they were missing five, six, yeah. seven starters still a lot of quality go and look at the teams that these guys play for we were a better team in the night. We wanted it more and we played some brilliant stuff. And I thought the second goal for Shea Adams, brilliant how he cuts across the uh, the defender and slots into the bottom corner. Brilliant performance, brilliant result. And do you know what? Bring on the semi-finals because I'm confident. The only issue I've got is it's four months away. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have been next month so you build a bit of momentum. But I'm still confident we can get there. Mark, you're confident that we will get to the Aye. final? I'm not scared of the draw. I'm not yep. scared of the draw at all, Paul. What a bonus it is that it's at Hamden. So I yep. think anybody now coming to, to Hamden, and I think we're right, we watched the game in here last Friday. I think we thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, from, from Nathan Patterson to John McGinn, to Callum McGregor, to Shea Adams, they were all brilliant. They upped it a notch. And the thing is, to, to beat Denmark, can he carry passengers? And the reason Scotland haven't qualified for 20 odd years because they were carrying passes in some games, big games where they needed to win and they couldn't get the result. They got the result on Monday night. And I just think for, I'm really, really happy for Steve Clark because you think about where he was 10 weeks ago in the back of a battering mm -hmm. in Copenhagen. You also think as well behind the scenes, Paul, he's totally had to rejig his backroom staff, which isn't an easy thing to do. You're not getting time to work with your players, so you're having to integrate um, that as well. Uh, and he had call offs and suspensions and injuries he didn't go with a full squad on Monday night so I think for Steve Clark what he when you look at what he inherited three years ago to where we are now and no ego at all he doesn't talk himself up he's just on a level doing it for the nation and everybody is responding you look at the three players that were missing for me probably certain starters Grant Hanley 
been exceptional over the last 18 or so months. Scott McTominay, top player. Lyndon Dyke's been, yeah. been their talisman. Four goals in four games. So that just shows you the strength and depth. Nathan Patterson. Was Nathan Patterson. Yeah. There's another one. So that just shows you the, the, the depth and quality we've got in that Scotland squad now. Stephen O'Donnell joined us the next night on the programme he was on with Rob and the guys and, and you see why he is in the squad he rarely lets us down and he really stood up 8 out of 10 Yeah he, Paul he, he's, a, he's a great guy because the other thing as well that you have to take into account and, and I've said this when you were, we were talking about squads when you actually get to the finals when you're yep. away together for you know 20, 25 days maybe 30 days is you need to have the right type of personality and the right type of person. And Stephen O'Donnell will be low maintenance. Mm -hmm. He knows he's a Scot. He knows, if he gets a jersey, he's absolutely grateful. If he's on the bench or in the stand, he won't complain. He knows he's part of a squad and everybody's got a job to do. And that's the type of person that he is. That's why he deserves credit. That's why Steve Clark trusts him. Are you bothered who we meet? Poland, North Macedonia, mm -hmm. Turkey. I'm looking at his face. Ask Barry on Wednesday. Ukraine, Austria, Czech Republic. Um... No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, you're tempted to say North Macedonia, but they're in the playoffs for a reason because they're a good team, yeah. and probably don't want to get in there think that we could beat somebody. So you want a challenge, Poland, Lewandowski. You probably rather avoid yeah. that, um, yeah. to be honest. But I think they're all much of a much. This ball's not a, 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 a stick out. It's a one-off game um, at Hamden. So I, I've, I, regardless of who we get, I'm confident we can do it. And could it be you against John Hartson? in the final if Wales get through yeah. to the final game yeah, Scotland, Scotland won easy wouldn't be amazing yeah, yeah. yeah we won easy <laughs> um, but listen yeah. see the, the teams that have just mentioned there none of them fear me and I think with Steve Clark the coaching staff and the group of players I think they'll be quietly confident because um, we, we we keep going on about other teams and oh they've got good players look at it we're littered with very good players playing at the at top clubs and top leagues so bring it on I'm, I'm quietly confident I'm not going to go over confident sure. but we've got a real great chance not overly confident but Barry Ferguson is studying Arabic just for going to <laughs> Doha next year we hope on oh, no. the boogie bus which he's we'll got, have to set off pretty soon he's permanently on his just to get into um, the flights yeah. we, we asked Wally we did surely surely yes. we will be there right in the next hour listen we've got league games tomorrow as well Dundee United Aberdeen Motherwell against Hearts St Mirren against Livy and also the build up to the cup semi-final Celtic against the Holders St Johnson Rangers against Hibs on Sunday news is next the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 into the weekend and what a weekend it's going to be tomorrow 5.15 Celtic against St Johnson Sunday 4 o'clock Rangers against Hibs the Premier Cup semi-finals who is going to get to the final is it going to be Celtic against Rangers or St Johnson going to do it again remember they're undefeated in that two in all cup tournaments now for two seasons and what about Hibs it's been a poor run for them and no games for what three weeks Barry since they played because of Covid and uh, Jack Ross come out, I mean it's a bit silly isn't it but no wins in four and beginning to come under pressure from some of the Hibs fans yeah it'll be a, a worry in terms of the Covid situation not playing a competitive game I know they had a friendly during the week I think it was against Dundee um, but that's not the same at the training ground um, so look, one thing about them they'll, they'll be fresh but as a manager you would rather boys playing games of football um, and obviously as you just mentioned there winless in four games in, in the league um, so it's a brilliant opportunity for Hibs to, to obviously go to Hamden and try and get the victory over, over Rangers because it's a place over the last couple of years I've struggled um, there's been ex expectations on them to, 
to get through to finals. They've not produced, um, so this will be one that the Hibs fans will be expecting them to, to put a fight up. Rangers going though as big favourites, Mark. Would you expect? Well, Giovanni Van still takes a bit of getting used to, doesn't it? Jake Steven Gerald come up and watch the game, maybe see his team, <laughs> his old team. No, he's got uh, Brighton, of course, uh, this weekend. But what about Rangers then? Racing certainties, do you think, against Hibs? Um, I, I would say Celtic and Rangers both 65 35 favourites, Paul, but I'm, I'm not expecting either of them to win three or four nothing. I think they're going mm-hmm. to be contests. Wouldn't be surprised if both go to extra time. I think it'll be, you know, it'll be tight. And and, and regarding, you know, Hamden as well, players in opposition, they get up for it, as we're saying. Hibs will just be under the radar uh, this week, but they will be ready because they know they are being questioned. They know people are saying, oh, you are the real deal. Can you cope with big games? When's the last time you won a, a real big match? That kind of stuff. So there's question marks being, being put um, to the Hibs players as well. So they, they'll look for it. So, look, I think it'll be tight. You know, on paper, you would expect it to be a Celtic v Rangers final, but if Celtic or Rangers are not on it uh, at all, then um, St Johnston and Hibs will absolutely take advantage. Rangers fans, if Giovanni van Bronckhurst is listening and he is in town, what would you say to him? About up front, would it be Morellas or would you play Sakala? Would you play Roof? What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Celtic fans, what about, well, you're without Chikamakis, that's maybe not such a problem at the moment. Um, Rogic, is out as well is Kyogo going to play through the middle Celtic fans 08 08 17 17 700 and we're going to look at all the games this weekend and we're also going to speak to some of the the big names in the game who were at Glasgow Cathedral this afternoon for Rangers Memorial to the former manager Walter Smith here is uh, well, one of his greatest old friends, Dick Campbell, their broth manager, speaking about Walter. It's a 50 odd year relationship I've had with him. There's nobody done any more for me personally, but you see the amount of people and the tributes that have made to him. It's just one of these times in life that you meet a guy like Walter. You can hear the sadness there in his voice. Yeah, you know, I. I I read that there was a wonderful piece from um, Stephen McGowan in the Daily Mail a couple of Saturday mornings ago just after Walter passed away with it and it was a great insight it was a great read and I didn't realise that Dick and Walter were so close going right back to when they shared digs at Dundee United when they were young players they said I think maybe Walter was a couple of years older than Dick but they said even then you could see that authoritative figure in, in Walter you know, making sure the digs were clean the dishes were done you know the, the coats were hung up at the front all, all that kind of stuff and how they kept in touch and Walter was a great uh, mentor for him and they would speak often on the phone and the amount of things that, that Dick um, you know um, uh, used to bounce off to get advice and I don't know if you're there that year Paul Barry when uh, Walter won manager of the year at the football writers um, maybe 11, 12 years ago and um, Dick Campbell had uh, had just been sacked he'd lost one of his job I can't remember which club he was at and um, Walter stood up he says um, he said, it's the same he says um, my old friend uh, Dick Campbell even though they're top of the league he gets sacked because the chairman thought he wasn't playing attractive enough football. Walter's line was, he says, I hope that does they catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought, you know, it was it was yeah. brilliant. So yeah, a lovely yeah. tribute from Dick. He knew how to win games, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. As I said, this, the Scotland team that I played in, the, the Rangers team that he managed the second time round, you'll remember, yeah. UEFA Cup run. A lot of people would say, it's not the best football team, but my God, we got results. We knew our roles our responsibilities very simple as well you know what I mean it wasn't like it wasn't filling you with, with too much information you just knew when you you went on that pitch you knew your jobs and if you carried them out you had a brilliant chance of getting a result 
and he was a big part of your development, Barry. We've spoken about it a few times over the last few weeks since since uh, Walter passed away. Uh, but the high standards that you maintain, he's passed it on to you and yeah, others. And he's yeah. passed it on to probably all the players that he's, he's managed. Um, and Mark's just saying there about Dick Campbell and the digs, about making sure things were clean. And you looked at Walter, he was always immaculate, he was always well-dressed, um, he had a presence about him. And that's the things that I carried on as a young boy getting in, as a 15-year-old. Um, it was all about standards at Rangers, and he set the standards. It's on Rangers TV at the moment. They're showing the memorial service, which the club have organised and invited today. And Andy Cameron is speaking at the moment. And this was Andy speaking to Joe, Joe Henry from Go Radio outside uh, Glasgow Cathedral. There was also a ceremony of joy uh, to a great man. We all know the, the 21 trophies and everything, but we also know how great a human being he was. Absolute, absolute top class human being. It certainly was Walter and uh, Lord Hockey was on as well who spoke with us in the programme about Bertie and also about Walter. I think people, as the man, you know, his, his record goes before him, 21 trophies, you know, great Rangers manager, broke my heart on many occasions, but uh, as a man and, and how I knew him as a friend for many, many years, that he'll be remembered for what he meant to people as a man. Amazing, isn't it? Crossing the, the divide we talk about. Let's hope that divide goes. Support your team, but uh, respect each other. And he had great deep friendships with a lot of people that yeah. we, we didn't realise. And, and that's a mark of, of Walter and, and, and other people of his ilk. You know, they judge people as people, Paul. They don't judge people on what school you went to or what's the colour of your skin or what team you support. They judge people on people. And that's always a mark of a great human being. And that's exactly what Walter was. That's the way it should be. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You can support your team. Of course you should. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not about the school or whatever. Uh, Craig Brown obviously knew Walter uh, really well and uh, the former national manager. He had so many clubs as well, didn't he? Muddle and Aberdeen and yeah. uh, Clyde. Here's Craig Brown speaking about his friend Walter Smith. The great humility of the guy is the thing that I remember most. Wonderful record. I think 21 trophies I think while he was uh, manager at Rangers now that's exceptional and yet you would never know he kept his feet in the ground he was very humble and always gave credit elsewhere I think he passed that on as well Barry a humility that he had I mean a great confidence an amazing aura Walter Smith but also he's humble in many ways yep he, he was but you didn't want to cross that line or he can down in like a, a ton of bricks but what I liked and I've said it many a times if you did did sort of get in the wrong side of him once you your punishment he gave you your punishment that was it there was no agendas nothing against you he just let you get on with it and I, I like that that was just just honest just straight down the middle that's the best way to be We've lost it's almost like being a parent huh? you know your kids do something bum right don't it and that's it you've moved, you've moved on mm -hmm. and that's exactly sounds like Walter being a father figure he had that way and also as well as a player you've seen you're talking about that run the UEFA Cup final 2008 how he kept it simple but it was a fair, there's only one style of football and that's winning football but also one of the biggest things that he had that any manager would want from their players but it's not an easy thing to get from all your players you'd run through a brick wall mm -hmm. for the manager and that's a, a great sign as well yep. when he walked in he sat up yep. took notice of what he was saying um, and what he was saying was as I said like coaching there's all these coaching manuals and people going about um, how to coach people it was it was simple at times but simple but effective he didn't complicate things what would you say about you taking the door off last weekend or 
I'm that's, sure he took a few doors off his think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just looking at, uh, and yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson speaking. I see he was in Aberdeen yesterday with yeah. Dennis Law, and that was yeah. quite touching, the yeah, law man lovely. with dementia. But he was there, and I liked his line. He was reading, you know, saying, yeah. It's an Aberdonian. No, I'm not, Aber- a, I'm an Aberdonian. <laughs> it was great to see yeah. uh, Dennis well, Law. Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. He is, yes, isn't he? he? Is. It's hard for him saying farewell to. Walter a lot of people didn't know yep. that he took him in for six months at yep. Man United, Man- Manchester yeah. United I remember yeah. when he yep. needed uh, I think who was it he Kiro- was- Carlos Kiros left to go to Real Madrid that's right and um, the only guy that he, he thought he phoning up was, was Walter Smith that, that mm. tells you what Sir Alex Ferguson thinks of Walter Smith I think he thinks so much of him but uh, Sir Alex is on there it's on Rangers TV at the moment this is the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre let's go to Craig on the line now Rangers fan good evening Craig Evening, Paul. Uh, Barry Mark, how you doing? Yeah, yeah good. We're just obviously reflecting again about Walter, quite rightly, with uh, Rangers having the club's memorial this afternoon on on the TV at the moment. And Craig, I know you paid a, a very touching tribute to Walter on the programme a couple of weeks ago. So, a uh, new manager in town, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, as expected. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling about Sunday and, and, and the new gaffer? How are you feeling? Yeah, listen, first and foremost, I was delighted um, that it was made official yesterday, that it was confirmed. I think that's all we were waiting for. Um, you know, I think a lot of Rangers fans were, were starting to get concerned as the week was kind of going on and it hadn't been confirmed that, you know, something was going to cause issues, especially when there was a talkies assistance and that that did sort of a wee bit of concern. But were you a wee bit worried? Yeah. Again. Were you beginning to yeah, fear? Yeah, I think so. Just, just, just because... Sometimes with these things we saw with Celtic, for example, where they how that that looked like it was it was done and dusted. You know, he was basically in the door. The thought of him not coming in was the furthest thing anybody thought. So when it, it when it was a situation like that, and they're going, "That's the guy. We know he's the guy. Surely he's coming in. If it was going to be somebody else, you'd be amazed." Sometimes you think, "Oh, this is dragging on a bit. Is there a wee roadblock?" Yeah. But obviously there wasn't. So, uh, and I think having him in the stands is a positive thing. Um, although no being a touchline I think it gives players something to recognise that the new gaffer's there mm-hmm. let's go and I mean, they've already got a point to prove anyway that they can actually go and win more than just one trophy but also that yet yeah, we are worthy of being in your plans going forward gaffer um, because it's huge if if Celtic win tomorrow which I anticipate they will it'll not be easy mm-hmm. but they're certainly favourites then we, we've got to win on Sunday because if Celtic next month are standing at Hamden lifting the first trophy of the season after the turmoil they've had and the rebuild job that's still ongoing under Ange Postacoglu, I think that's a massive blow to us, certainly psychologically, because all of a sudden, a lot quicker than anyone would have thought, they're right back in the in business end and they're right back in the trophies, which we need to be stopping, in my opinion. Yeah, Momentum's such a huge thing, Barry, isn't it? And if that were to happen, um, that would be a terrible Christmas for Rangers. Yep. You, you don't think that is going to happen? Momentum's key. There's yep. no doubt about it. I keep going back to, I'm sure they'll be talking about it in the dressing room, what happened. I keep going back to last year, but that's what I did as a player. Look how you felt getting put out of the quarterfinal. Yep. That's not good enough if you're a Rangers player. Rangers players need to get to finals and need to win finals. And that's something they need to do. They've no won a a League Cup or a Scottish Cup for over 10 years now um, they need to forget about the final what's in front of them is Hibs need to go and do a job and a, a professional job and what they'll know is the manager will be in the stands if I'm a player I'm going out to prove to my manager in the stands that I want to be part of it Craig 
Cumbernauld, if you were the new manager, what's your team tomorrow for Rangers? Maybe not the whole, I mean, we know it'll be Alan McGregor, whatever, but I'll, the key areas of. I'll give you my yeah. name. Okay, Barry will, but what about Craig? I didn't say you're the manager. Craig, if he was the manager. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can't. I'm looking at. Sorry. I'm looking at, um, sorry. I'm looking at um, Sir, Alex Sir Alex Ferguson here. On We've got TV. three TVs on here as well. And, uh, but, sorry, Craig, I butted in there. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, that's right. I, to be honest, I don't think I'd make loads of changes. I think, you know, personally, and I said this a few weeks ago, I think it's about time Kimar Roof was started up front. Um, I think he deserves to start. I think of the three strikers we've had playing, I, I definitely feel that like he's been in the the best form in terms of goal scoring anyway. He certainly has because he scored the most. So he, he, would, he would start um, for me. I think you've got to start Ryan Kent. Um, other than that, the rest it kind of picks itself. I think that midfielder... Um, Arfield Davis Kamara I've always believed is our most sturdy midfield um, and out with that Hadji obviously maybe I'd like to see Ryan Jack get a run out you know maybe for um, the last half hour or whatever because um, I think particularly with the Torrey time he's had if he can go on the pitch yeah. in that semi-final I think it'd just be really good to see Barry what's your team tomorrow? Alan McGregor Tavernier Golson, Balligan, Barisic, mm-hmm. Davis, Kamara, Arebo, Ruth, Morelos, Kent. So you're disagreeing with Craig, but that's uh, really strong. I think it picks itself. And Morelos is in. Yeah. I, I th- the thing for me, I agree with Barry's team. Um, the thing for me in the next, you know, seven or eight weeks, it's going to be very interesting is to see how Giovanni Van Bronckhurst deals with Alfredo Morelos, mm-hmm. and to see how Alfredo Morelos takes to the new regime because there's all sorts of that. Morelos, you know, there was he get let off with one or two things with Stephen Gerrard because he realised he, he was the best number nine at the club and he maybe you know was a wee bit more lenient with him than with others. All those kind of um, accusations. So um, I think that Alfredo Morelos is one of the players that needs to to, to step up. Now, it's either to step up and help Rangers be successful in the next six months and his new manager, or step up and get the move that that at some stage he's wanting, so that you know his value soars as well. Mm. You know, so that Rangers get proper money for him I don't think they get proper money for him just now but if he is a good six or seven weeks and all of a sudden it might generate that extra bit of uh, interest um, in him but that's the one thing that I'll be keeping a close eye on because I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst when you're a new manager wanting a dressing room you can't show leniency towards one pit it's got to be one rule for the whole squad and, and that's maybe something that Morelos will need to be aware of So Stephen Gerrard far from a pushover hard as nails as a player I think one thing Gio yeah. will bring in is, is discipline um, he will bring that in but see if it, see Morelos' case Mark makes a couple of good points you go and speak to him and say right do you want to go do you want to play that, that's ambition he wants to go and play at the highest level right do you know what if you sort yourself out and start producing here so you'll get that move and get top dollar in so it's a game you need to play with him um, but for me get Morelos fit and fire fit and firing he's a top striker and that's what Gio needs to do. Craig? Well, I think, listen, Morelos has been fantastic for us over the years now. Um, there's no doubt, you know, the amount of goals he scored, you know, 103 or something, 104, it would probably have been 20 or 30 more if he didn't serve so many games suspended for his conduct. But yep. now, what he's got to do, really, is, is start to step up. Because actually, the last few weeks that we've been playing, when you see some of the games... He, he, at times he's almost been a passenger especially in the European games he's not really doing anything and then you're seeing the difference between when he's coming off right now 
And when Kemal Roof or Fashion Sakala are coming on, they just look sharper. They're just causing more problems. And that's not because I agree with Barry. I think he's a top-class striker. Mm. But if he wants a big money move in, you know, in the summer or whatever, he's going to have to, between now and the end of the season, get find that form again that, that he was on and kick on and get you know maybe 20 goals or so. Um, between all the competitions between them and, and, and my opinion yep and Rangers will be desperate for that because at some stage you know he, he maybe well he wants to move on mm. and they need to get top money in from is he gone you, from you 15 don't want, you don't want a striker who for me on his game is a top striker you don't want him playing at 50% and then you're having to sell him for 7 million quid or 8 million quid you want to try and get as much as possible so you need to get a hold of him and say listen give me a brilliant 6 month and then you can go to wherever you want to go and we can get right good money in. Because just after place. a year ago, they were talking about 15 million. Now, yeah. as you say, it's nearer five. It's seven, eight million maybe. Or anyone, if nobody yeah, comes it's in. It's about performance, isn't it? It's about how you perform. It's about performance on and off the field. And uh, as Craig mentioned, mm. Eddie's disciplinary record. Now, if, if you've been... If you're, been looking at paying 12, 15 million pounds for a striker, Paul, or, or any money, mm. even seven or eight at the moment, as Barry said, whatever it is, they'll not buy strikers, other clubs won't buy strikers mm. with somebody they think, you know what, he may be suspended for eight, nine, ten games this season. That's no good to him. Craig, what's your scoreline? I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be 2-1 um, to, to us, obviously. Um, I, I think it'll be a tough game, but yep. I think we should have enough in the locker, especially against the Hibs team who've barely kicked on backside for the last three weeks so thank you Craig the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney Mark Guidi on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre look out there in the M74 avoid tonight southbound so uh, yep Traffic is getting worse. Just looking at the memorial service earlier today at Glasgow Cathedral and it's now Ali McCoist who's up uh, speaking about his old pal, his old gaffer, and he was assistant manager as well, scored so many goals for Walter, and then alongside him there, and uh, yep, at Walter's uh, memorial. Uh, Ange Postacoglu has also been speaking about Bertie Old, and his funeral will be next Friday. We've lost two greats in the past yeah. three weeks, haven't we? And uh, that's going to be at St Mary's Abercrombie Street, and then the cortege will go past Celtic Park. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about 130 well, I, I unfortunately I never got to meet him, but you know, just being here and talking to people, it feels like I have. You know, the way people talk about him, and obviously just looking at all the clips of him, and as I've said all along, it's they're not, they're honouring the man more than they are the player. Um, he was an extraordinary player, obviously, and part of a special group of players, but extraordinary man, and um, it's really important not just to honour him, but also to keep their stories alive um, because that's what Bertie did, you know. Every time he spoke, he spoke about this football club, his love of this football club, what it meant to him. You know, he wanted others to feel the same way and with his passing, um, what's really important is that, you know, uh, that legacy has continued. I'm sure it will be and uh, it's only right that, you know, he gets honoured uh, at, the, at the semi-final. Yep, he was uh, born uh, near Fairhill and Partick Thistle tomorrow up against Hamilton in the Championship. Dunfermline against Air United. Kilmarnock at the top against Arbroath and Wraith Rovers against Morton. 
Premiership tomorrow. Dundee United, Aberdeen, Motherwell against Hearts and St Mirren against Livingston. Looking to that, we've got Hearts in town. Barry, that's a huge game at Fir Park and Motherwell getting a good win just before the international break. Yeah, that will be a, a cracker. Um, obviously, Hearts, they went through that a little slump yeah. a few draws um, but they get a good win be- before the international break um, same with Mother it's always a difficult place to go but I keep saying about Fir Park now it's one of the best playing surfaces in Scottish football um, so that'll be a, a good game two good managers two good teams going for each other and a big crowd tomorrow Mark as well those are two teams who get the crowds I mean there's 18,000 at Tynecastle the other yeah. week it could be what 10,000 there tomorrow Oh, Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would be surprised. Would be surprised, Paul. Yeah, that's a, that's a cracking game. Who do you fancy? So Hearts twenty four points. So the table is Rangers on thirty points after the thirteen. Celtic on twenty six. Hearts on twenty four points. Dundee United on twenty one. Motherwell on eighteen. Then Hebs on fifteen. So who do you fancy tomorrow? Motherwell, Hearts. A Hearts to two one. Hmm? Hearts two one. Barry. Yeah, I'm. I'm going towards. Hearts I think it'll be a tight game but yep Hearts for the win You're going for Hearts Let's go to Paisley St Mirren against Livingston What do you think Mark? St Mirren 3-2 Well St Mirren starts so I give you the top 6 from 7 to 12 it's Aberdeen on 15 points same as Hibs actually along with St Mirren so they're on 15 St Johnson on 14 Livy on 12 Dundee on 10 Ross County on 6 so your scoreline again 3-2 three, three, to St Mirren St Mirren Barry what do you think again yeah. I think this is going to be a tight one Livingston have picked up um, lately I'm going to draw you're going for the draw yeah, right each. ok and uh, what about the other game in the Premiership Dundee United against Aberdeen so Dundee United 21 points and they've started really really well they slipped to fourth position they were uh, third just before the break so they're on 21 points against Aberdeen on 15 Barry who do you who do you fancy there it's going to be a, oh, that's a hard one the new firm Derby yeah, just like you think Tam Courts with a new haircut apparently I'm going Dundee United We're going Dundee United yes. Tam Courts against your own Nephews, Aberdeen. Yeah, I know, always honest. honest as always. I, yeah. Well, I watched sports scene highlights, Aberdeen against Motherwell. I thought one. Aberdeen played very well. <laughs> I thought they played very well, even though they lost. And that's why I think Aberdeen will win tomorrow 1 0. Right, you're going for Aberdeen. Okay, there's many people, of course, watching and enjoying sports scene, not least, <laughs> not least when we're on our own. Listen, we're paying for a call to Canada. I think Willie's on the line from Ontario. Willie. How's Ontario? Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, guys, from Canada. Ontario, current temperature, it's about 9 Celsius, a bit of snow on the ground. Wow. But yeah, everything's fine. Whereabouts are you in Ontario? I'm just about 60 miles east of uh, Toronto, a little town called uh, Bowmanville. Is that near uh, Hamilton? Uh, no? No, Hamilton, actually, it's a fir- it's, they call that the steel city, and it's yep. uh, a little bit further south from where right. I live. But I... Yeah, I've, I actually seen Celtic and uh, uh, Aberdeen play there uh, down in Hamilton going back must have been about 20 years ago. Yeah. I think I was reporting yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah. Lou, Lou McCarry's Luigi Celtic yeah. team. That's it. I yeah. think, yeah, 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 going back. Yep. Willie, what about the current Celtic well, team? So thanks for the call from that Canada. Yeah. Longer than 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I 90, was, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. Uh, 90, yeah, yeah. 93. Yeah. There you 93. Are. 93. They played it in the Averwind Stadium. And yeah. uh, I think I may actually have a programme. Not in. Okay. Now I'm running the house. 
That looks uh, just a few people, Willie. Not everyone who's listening here in Go Radio, but Willie, listen, thanks for calling in. What are you thinking about the current Celtic team? Well, you know what? It's it's a project, you know, it's building. It's, it's building good, you know. I, I think we're going to see something uh, 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 really interesting in the, in the January uh, uh, transfer window. Uh, mm. But, you know, it's... You have to give the guy time, and he's, Celtic fans love him. You know he's he's doing a, a good job, and uh, you know I'm a bit worried about the back end on that. You know on the on the defence, but we'll, we'll see what comes through in in, in January. You know, and, uh, and we'll take it there. And uh, and by the way, Barry, it's nice to talk to you as from a Celtic supporter, Barry Ferguson. I think you're you're brilliant on the on the station, and I, I really do hope uh, your uh, your career as management does kick off because you know. We need people like you, you know, who's who came through the, the whole systems and so on. And uh, uh, by the way, guy, your uh, your uh, audio uh, uh, on the podcast is absolutely fantastic. I download your podcast every day. It is first class. Willie, thank you very much. Good man, Barry, isn't that great? Willie, yeah. I appreciate what you've said. You're a good man. Mm. I don't uh, normally say that. Yep. Celtic supporters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I'm only but, kidding. Uh, just Barry, don't don't uh, underestimate yourself. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, I know I heard stuff on the on the radio that uh, you may go in and, and be part of the Rangers back team. You know what? If it, if that happens, grab it. Well, I, I was going to ask you, Barry, because we talked about it again on Wednesday night. And Willie, you've got to the heart of the matter. We haven't asked you today. We haven't talked about it. I know you're fully focused on Aloha, but there's speculation everywhere that there's going to be um, a top Scott in along with Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Davy Proven said it, Mark said it last week. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I've seen all the speculation, but nothing. Nothing at this moment in time. You haven't been asked to be nope, part of the management nope, team? Bar, you nope. need to get a hold of your agent and say, what are you doing? Yeah, that's Paul's job. Speaking, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep talking him up. Rangers will be listening, so you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Willie, I, think made, I think he made Mark, a good point, yeah. Willie, in terms of, um, and, and I know Davy Proven shares this, uh, opinion and, and uh, Barry gets a wee bit uh, bashful probably but um, uh, he, he does underestimate himself and doesn't do himself um, justice I think but you know Rangers they need to be looking in that kind of direction I'm not saying it has to be Barry Ferguson but it needs to be someone like that to go in to be a constant at the football club to be a support to the manager to be somebody that the club and, and the supporters can uh, relate to not just for the next while under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst but you know for five, six, seven, eight years whether it's two, three, four different That's managers right. they need somebody in there at, at, at the heart of the club and um, you know Barry Ferguson's should be should be on the shortlist to, to, to be that guy Barney, Barry journalistic question what would you do if Rangers contact you and say we want you to be part of the management team? Yeah you, you would obviously have to talk to them but first and foremost I have a job um, you've got to remember that and I'm respectful in that way um, at the end of the day I've got a job to do look if that call comes then we just need to see what happens but see at this moment in time Paul you know what I'm like what type of guy I'm straight there's been no contact whatsoever Willie if Barry was there or no matter who's there what about John Souter played so well for Scotland the other night he will be on the move for around half a million probably what would you say? No doubt about it. You know, what? I would. I, I would grab the guy. You know, uh, um, you know, uh, just looking. I think it's like five hundred thousand pounds or so. That's a yeah. thing, though. You know, uh, and he's. You know, I, I kind of wish Salik would go after him, but he's a Rangers supporter, and you know, you can't. You know, you can't go in there and and 
Well, I guess you could, you know, because every man has his price, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, he's an awesome player. Uh, yeah. But uh, one, one player, you know, that I think uh, Rangers uh, should not let go is uh, Nathan Patterson. I think he is the best thing since Kieran Tierney coming out of any old forms at the minute. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. And I just hope he gets, yeah. uh, you know, I just hope he gets, you know, good good playing time. You know, if I was a range reporter, I'd say you got to, yeah, you gotta make a spot in the team for this this fellow because yeah. he's so good and he's so good uh, with the Scotland team. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. uh, Wally, you're, you're spot on. Spot on about Nathan Patterson. You, you've um, likened him to Kieran Tierney. I've said on this program plenty of times about Kieran Tierney. He was an excellent player for Celtic, but he's went down there, and and that's the reason why Arsenal signed him up a new contract because the big even bigger than Arsenal would have been all, um, after him. You're talking 75, 80 million quid for Kieran Tierney. Easy. All day long, all day long, he went down to Arsenal for 25 million pound. Um, look, he's had a few injuries. Mm. He's been out, in and out of the team because he's, he's injuries, but I think Kieran Tierney, you've seen him for Scotland. Unbelievable player. And he's one of the ones, one of the guys you want in your team. Not just a good, uh, a real good footballer, good defender he's got that grit and determination about him as well and Nathan Patterson for me has got everything in the locker to go to the top top of the game could that be Villa Park would the manager there be in maybe in January I I would imagine looking at Aston Villa and speaking to people down there Matty Cash is the right back but I think that's a position they'd probably want to strengthen I think it's very simple in terms of Nathan uh, Patterson and I agree with you uh, Willie and again it's a it'll be interesting to see what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst does but I think it's very simple if I'm Nathan Patterson or his agent or whoever it is just goes and deal with these, the, the, this kind of thing either play me or sell me I think it's very simple exactly. there's no middle ground you either play me and make me your first choice right back or you sell me and let me go and play yeah, you, see, you see the problem with, with Nathan Patterson and like young boys coming through sometimes you think mm, he's no ready he's maybe no quite there yet Nathan Patterson is yeah, 100% yeah. ready to play week in week out and He's that's the thing yeah and that's the problem that Rangers have got the problem that Nathan's got is the captains at right back um, and it'll be interesting to see because obviously Stephen Gerrard stuck with Tavernier it'll be interesting to see what, what, what Gio does but in terms of jo- I'm going away for the old firm John Suter absolute madness mm. if he's available for 500 grand Rangers and Celtic are no breaking down the door to, to try and get him and Celtic should think about him well even though you know he's, I think he's a Rangers fan I don't think that would bother no uh, sure. I don't think that would bother a John Shooter he's yeah. he started at Dundee United he's at Hearts he's not had any link um, I know you mentioned that last week yeah. I don't know where that came but I don't know how true that is but if he's available for mm-hmm. 500 grand that is an absolute snip he's had a tough two years but I think we agreed last week on him when he got uh, called into the squad he uh, he is one that in the future could be the number one centre-back for the national team as well Well, here's your own captain Absolutely. Callum McGregor speaking about the importance of the fans back this year I'm going to bring it back to Celtic and maybe Celtic and Rangers maybe meeting in a cup final in December but here's Callum McGregor You know to, to get the fans back in this season has been a, a major boost for the club major boost for the players and like you say, when you, you go to semi-finals, then you know you want the stadium to be as full as possible. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Celtic will be will be the majority of the fans there. You know, we'll try and make it feel like a home game and, and we just try and impose our style into the game. And, you know, we want to be in the final, so that's got to be our objective. The fans back this season, 
Uh, it was so tough last year. Could that be a factor for Celtic this year, do you think, Willie? I think so. You know, it's a factor on both teams, you know, the, the old firm because they do. Um, I guess they, they rely on that, that atmosphere of their fans and so on. Yeah, it's totally 100%. You know, the, it's, it's, uh, although saying that, you know, Rangers did play better last season without no fans and it seems to be they're, they're, they're stuttering a little bit with uh, the, their fans in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, can I just ask Barry one more question? Uh, sure. uh, Barry, what sort of finances do you think uh, Giovanni will be given uh, and, uh, uh, for January and, and uh, what is what is he looking at realistically for player wise? Uh, that's something that I've been thinking about since he's got obviously appointed. Willie, it's interesting. I don't think Gio would have taken the job if he was wasn't going to be back in terms of in January. Obviously, maybe having to sell one of the, the assets or, or whatever. Um, I don't think he, for me this season he would want to keep that squad intact and then come the summer as well. No, I think maybe one or two may go and. Will he get some of that money? I'm sure he would have asked that question, no doubt about it. But in terms of finances in January, I'm not too sure if he'll get money to go and bring other players in unless you maybe have to let one asset go. But if I'm Giovanni, I want to try and keep that squad together. I know it's always good to to bring one or two players in, but I don't know if Rangers have got the finances. We obviously the the accounts that get, uh, get released with £23.5 million. Pound. Well, what's your prediction then before we head for the break for this weekend for Celtic? Uh, I think Celtic will win uh, at least two goals and I think Rangers will, will also uh, come come through uh, OK. Uh, so it'll be an old firm final. 2-0 uh, Celtic and maybe 2-1 uh, for uh, Rangers. And would you get back for the final? Would you be back for Christmas? Well, I'd love to, you know. <laughs> but uh, we, we, listen, guys, we, we've got lots of supporters clubs here. Well, I know, uh, yeah. There's a Celtic supporters club not so far away and uh, you know it's it's not like being at the match but it's it's pretty good you know you know good atmosphere uh, great uh, they're all, they're all over uh, Ontario Rangers supporters clubs and uh, and Celtic and and they get to gather and have golf tournaments you know so but yeah I'd love to go back for it man do, do you get to watch all the games Willie yep I do watch them uh, Barry uh, good yeah I watch them all you know there's like. Uh, well, we get Celtic TV and um, we we can see that. And plus, you know, I'll go and watch uh, uh, stuff on the internet. You know, it's I tell you guys, see the SPL. It's way better than the EPL. <laughs> I agree. Know, the, yeah, we, you, like, we see, agree. See, yeah. See the see the the, the Scottish Premier League at the moment. You know, the talent in it and uh, the Scotland team and all the politics around Scottish football. <laughs> you can't beat it. I know. Willie, can we call you again in a couple of weeks? That was a great call. We have to head to the break, but brilliant to hear from you. The reason I was asking you about Hamilton was I used to do stuff on the radio every week because I know there's so many Scots there. So I was interested to hear about that. We used to do it every week. CHML, Paul Cooney, CHML, <laughs> Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Cheers, Willie. <laughs> cheers. Okay, guys, all the best. Cheers, Willie. And you. Cheers. Bye bye. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Traffic improving as we head towards seven o'clock it's the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre the weekend is here we'll enjoy Stevie Lennon at seven straight after the news brilliant tunes Barry he always starts with something really really strong yeah, any enjoy. request tonight we can get it for you no uh, we can't play that one <laughs> <laughs> no enjoy listening yeah. to Stevie good tunes on yeah. so be listening to that on the way home 
in the traffic. The, uh, what do you say? It's seven it, mile. But it's getting better, isn't it? Chris is going to tell us again just before, but it's definitely much better. Down to 20 minutes, isn't it? 20, 25 minutes, mm. higher, lower. Mm. See, right, the, tra- yeah. the traffic's never as bad as that when you read it off. Oh, oh, I know, always, exactly. It's always and when Rob does it, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite Actually. a week here on the Gold Radio Football Show as the uh, breaking news we were bringing it to you yesterday. The timing was right just for us at, at five o'clock. So thanks for managing that, Joe, and getting it there. Last night, it was a great way to start the programme. A new manager in at Rangers, Giovanni van Bronckhurst. He'll be there on Sunday. So you can see uh, he won't be in the dugout, but he will be there with Rangers. We're going to come back to those games, the two big ones for us. Yes, yeah, so we've got the predictions at the weekend. Dundee United, Aberdeen. Barry, you're going for United. And uh, Mark, you were going for Aberdeen. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, and in the Championship tomorrow, uh, Partick Thistle against Hamilton Barry. West of Scotland derby. Well, what a result uh, Partick had last week against their United. 4-0 yep. yeah. down at Somerset Park. Aki's got beat 3-0 at home. Um, listen, mm. I, I hate going against my local team. <laughs> My local team Hamilton, but, but listen, I'm uh, going to go with Ian McCall's Partick Thistle. And also, Bertie all managed both Indeed, those clubs. Oh, he did. Marvellous. So, be a nice occasion at Fur Hill tomorrow as well. Who do you fancy? Uh, Partick Thistle. And Kilmarnock or Broth? Never really looked at Campbell's oh, team. I mean, honest to goodness, yeah, they sure. are performing way above what, what they should be. It's a credit uh, to them. Um, but I think Kilmarnock will nick that 1-0 and tonight we've got Queen of the South Inverness haven't we the North versus the South who's going to win the Dunhamers or the the Chukters uh, uh, Paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah who do you fancy Paul uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a score draw go a Desmond a, go yes. for a Desmond uh, there. Barry who do you fancy Inverness or Queen I'm of going the to South? go with Dodgy's Inverness and tomorrow we've got well Airdrie top of the table against Cove Rangers a lot of good teams in the division Barry your own Alloa against Dumbarton Yep, we had a tough game against them down at Dumbarton uh, a few weeks back, one each. Uh, and it'll be another tough one. Um, but disappointing last week. Losing a goal oh, I know, the last right at minute. The end. Is last the second. Okay? Yeah. Yep, so wait, listen, we've had a good week. I've said to the boys to dust ourselves down, forget about it. Um, so we'll go out and we'll, we'll go and attack Dumbarton and try and get three points. And Peterhead against Queen's Park. Queen's Park knocked off the top last week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I the think that, yeah, I think that's one that Queen's Park have to win, and I think they will win by two goals. Okay, tomorrow, 5.15 kick-off. Um, the, the Rangers Media Day didn't happen, obviously, because of the club's own um, service of remembrance for the late, great Walter Smith. So, Celtic, though, were on duty, and many of the Celtic uh, hierarchy were there, including former CEO Peter Lowell is there, and was there today, and uh, some players from the past as well, invited by... At Rangers to the tribute to Walter. Back at Lennox Town, Ange Postacoglu was looking forward to the game with St Johnson and he spoke about the opposition and indeed the cup holders. Yeah, look, uh, you're right. I mean, they had a fantastic season last year. They won two trophies and, you know, they showed that in these big games, they're, they're up to the task. You know, they're not going to fear anyone. And, um, you know, from our perspective, we're, we're expecting a tough challenge. Uh, but, to be fair, Herbie, you're playing a semi-final of a of, of a tournament. You know it's going to be. It's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a an arm wrestle. Um, it's going to be competitive. Um, you know, there's going to be some nervousness on both sides. So I think a, a typical cup game where I think both sides will, will put their best foot forward. And and from our perspective, it's just about making sure we, we play our football as we have been. We've we've been in good form, um, home away, in all competitions over the last sort of period. So. 
we're entering another busy time and to, to keep momentum going, there's no better way to start than, than to win a semi-final of a tournament. Barry, did you enjoy this point of the season? I know you wouldn't enjoy it if it wasn't going well, but how crucial is it now, the next four weeks for Rangers and for Celtic? But, yeah, the next six weeks leading yeah. up to the, the winter break, Paul, um, as I always believe that sets you up for the, the run-in. Um, and both managers and both sets of players will know that. Uh, obviously, you've got the cup in between. You're still playing in Europe. But that's what you've got to do when you're at big clubs. Um, you've got to manage these situations. Um, and there's a bit of pressure on them, but look, you want to be a footballer. You enjoy the pressure, the expectations that's put on you. And that's what Celtic and Rangers need to do at the weekend, go and deliver. But it's going to be tough. As I said, Celtic are coming up against a tough opponent in St. Johnson. And so are Rangers there come up against a tough opponent in, in Hibs. So it's important that both old firm teams make sure it's an old firm final because that will be what the fans expect. For Celtic, is Kyle going your score sheet? You thought maybe 2 or 3 1 maybe for Celtic? Yeah, 2 or 3 1. Uh, as I said, look, he's um, he's been exceptional. Listen, he, what, what a find he's been for Celtic. Um, his goal scoring record, his movement's excellent. Jota. He's finding for him, Callum McGregor, pulling the strings in the middle of the pitch. Um, so if they three turn up, then I think uh, Celtic will, will, will just win the game. No Starfelt again for Celtic, he injured. Is Beaton going to play tomorrow in the new formation that's worked well for them recently? Oh, he's certainly given himself a, a chance, uh, Paul. There's, there's options there, although not as many as probably the manager would like. But we know that Callum McGregor is a mainstay and it depends um, you know, who goes in round about. I don't know if James Forrest is now available and ready to go. I mean, he's got the potential to make a serious impact between now and the end of the season. And a huge player, Barry, has uh, said, remember, it started last season and he'd been criticised and then when they lost uh, Callum McGregor, I'm sorry, with, they lost to James Forrest, that was one of the reasons why the season went yeah, so I, badly wrong. I was always a bit surprised with the, the flag that James yeah. Forrest got, but it seemed till you're, you're missing and... He was out of the team for a number of months through injury. Then people start to appreciate how good a player James Forrest has been for, for Celtic. You don't remain at a club for that length of time and win that amount of trophies if you're not a, a decent footballer. And James Forrest is certainly a decent footballer. This time two weeks ago, and it's hard to think it's less than two weeks ago that Rangers beat Ross County to go four points clear at the top of the table. And their manager at that point, Stevie G, Stephen Gerrard, was speaking uh, You know about what was coming up and... Uh, don't, be, don't ask me silly questions. That was a week or two before. He's now the manager of Aston Villa. So as uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst was revealed last night, just hours earlier, Stephen G was speaking about leaving Rangers. It was a difficult decision and um, I certainly left with a heavy heart. Uh, I built up some fantastic relationships up at Rangers. It's a club that I've got immense respect for. Um, I was given a remit three and a half years ago up at Rangers and um, we went on a journey and we completed that remit approximately 10 days ago. The opportunity came to join another iconic club and I think it's important to make sure that this press conference is about Aston Villa and um, it was an opportunity that I couldn't let pass me by. Mark, inevitably though, people asked about Rangers. Hard to believe it's happened. Mm -hmm. Van Bronckhurst will be in. Stevie G, what's your final thoughts then on that Stephen Gerrard era? And would he speak to his players? Because I don't think he got a chance to say cheerio would you expect no. him to speak to some of them before the there's, game? There's probably been, you know, text messages in the past mm. uh, few days, but nothing, you know, in terms of a, a formal uh, meeting or, or gathering. These things happen in football, Paul. Mm. That you know, the movement is part of the game and players accept it. And if you're a Rangers player now, 
with the greatest respect they will not be carrying a jot about Stephen Gerrard they will not be carrying a jot as far as they're concerned it's yesterday's man it's now about Giovanni van Bronckhurst impressing the new manager and trying to be successful between now and the end of the season Is he going to win this weekend just to touch on it before we go back to I, I think Rangers yeah. will win um, and uh, Aston Villa against Brighton and oh, oh sorry is it that uh, one no, no, sorry listen, uh, 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 sorry Stephen Gerrard no, no, um, it's like oh, everyone Graham Potter's got Brighton go, sure. going well but at Villa Park um, 45,000 Aston Villa fans uh, I think Aston Villa will win 1-0 what do you reckon Barry? yeah I think playing at home I think the, the Villa fans um, I'll be excited about the appointment of Stephen Gerrard and I'm sure it'll be a noisy Villa part so yeah uh, I believe that Villa will win that game. What about Liverpool against Arsenal? Kieran Tierney back in yeah, contention. Yeah, I'm not Liver- sure Liver- Liver- I know Arsenal are yeah. a good bit of form and if Arsenal beat them they go above Liverpool mm. which is remarkable you think considering where Arsenal were six weeks ago. Um, anyway, I'm going Liverpool to win 2-0. Listen, everyone enjoy your football weekend. Barry, thanks so much. We'll see you on Monday. You too, Mark. Stevie Lennon is next. Joe and I will be back with Davy Proven and Craig Moore. We're on Sunday. Rangers against Hibs. We're on from three to six or could it be seven if it goes to extra time? We'll see you then. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.